Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Now we are ready to start reading the book of Exodus. If you remember, we just finished uh, Genesis chapter 50 and we covered the Joseph, the death of Joseph and uh, how he had asked that when they leave Egypt, when God brings them up out of Egypt, as he knows, as he knew they would, he knew God would bring them up out of Egypt. He asked them to make sure that they took his bones, took his remains with them. And the idea there is that he would be buried in the land of Canaan, where his fathers were buried and where his family was buried. And that is the land of promise. So so we are ready to read Exodus chapter 1. Now remember that uh, just in general, Exodus is the beginning of the nation of Israel in that the children of Israel, the, the Hebrew children here, um, that encompass uh, Jacob and all his sons, Joseph and all his brothers and their families. Um, this is their beginning as a nation to come out of Egypt and to become a nation themselves. Now, they, a lot of things had to happen to establish them as their own nation. Okay, a lot of things had to happen. And as we read and go through Exodus and all the, the subsequent uh, books that talk about them and their nation, we have to understand that this was a different time in a different world. And uh, the customs and societies of those times were were quite different than what we have today. Um, we are, by and large, the world is... Not exactly the same. We're not all cookie cutters, but, uh, you know, we're more homogenous. We're more like each other than, than they used to be in these olden days. Um, yes, there are still some differences, but we're, we are separated by fewer differences, I think, than they were thousands of years ago. Um, also remember that these people, the Hebrews, the children of Israel, they are a reflection of us and our society and us as individuals sometimes. They are reflections of us. When we read this and we read all of these books, we need to be thinking of how does this apply to us? How, you know, am I, how am I like this? Or how am I, how am I, what am I doing to not be like this? A lot of times, sometimes the examples are bad and we want to make sure we're not following bad examples. Okay. All right. So that's kind of my, little uh, preamble. Let's go with, uh, let's go ahead and start with Exodus chapter one. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Now, these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob. Each came with his household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the descendants of Jacob were 70 people. Joseph was already in Egypt, so he didn't come with Jacob. Then Joseph died, and all his brothers and all that generation. But the Israelites were prolific and increased greatly. They multiplied and became extremely strong, 
so that the land was filled with them. Remember, they had their own section, their own part of Egypt, Goshen. Now a new king, or Pharaoh, arose over Egypt, who did not know Joseph, nor the history of his accomplishments. Now this would have been someone new. Would it have been Pharaoh's grandson? You know, I don't know. Uh, This may tell us, but I, I do not know at this moment. He said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. They greatly outnumber us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them so that they will not multiply and in the event of war, join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Now notice, they still regarded them as lesser and being subject to them. They don't want them to fight against us and escape from the land. So these, they're still being treated as as slaves. Now, I know that some people will say that's not true and da 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 but I'm going by the Bible, and that's what I'm going to go by. That's what I'm going to believe, okay? Um, this, this has come down from a long time, and I believe that this is uh, fairly accurate. I believe it is correct. Uh, when I say fairly accurate, I guess for me, I believe it is accurate. I believe it's correct. Uh, that they are there as servants. You know, they are there doing things that the Egyptians did not want to deal with and did not want to do, such as shepherding and taking care of flocks, and who knows what else. I don't want to speculate at this moment. Let's let's continue on. So they set taskmasters over them to oppress them with hard labor. And the sons of Israel built Pithom and Ramses as storage cities for Pharaoh. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and expanded, so that the Egyptians dreaded and were exasperated by the Israelites. And the Egyptians made the Israelites serve rigorously, forcing them into severe slavery. They made their lives bitter with hard labor in mortar, brick, and all kinds of field work. All their labor was harsh and severe. The problem is, and if you think about this, when you make things really hard on someone and you make it really tough on them, okay, God made us. I don't care what anybody else says. God made us to uh, adapt and overcome our circumstances. Okay? That's, that's what people see and think is evolution anyway. It's adaptation. And he made us to be the best, the smartest. So we're the best at adapting and overcoming these situations. And these people, they're, they're trying to be cruel to them, I guess, and, and be hard on them. And it's just making them stronger. You know, what don't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> and I, I hate to say it like that, but, but it's true. They're just making them stronger. They're making them tougher. They're making them a hardier, tougher people. So it's, it's kind of crazy to think about, but that's what happens. You make, when you make things really difficult on someone, the people that come through that and survive that, they're going to be harder, tougher people, stronger. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra, which means beauty, it seems like, because they say in parentheses beauty, and the other named Pua, splendor. When you act as midwives to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, 
If it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, she shall live. Now, I don't know why the king was telling this to the Hebrew midwives. It seems like there's a slight disconnect there that he thought he would tell them this and they would do it. But but this is what happened. I mean, he told them that. Let's read on now and see what really happens. But the midwives feared God with profound reverence and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, but they let the boy babies live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and allowed the boy babies to live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, they are vigorous and give birth quickly, and their babies are born before the midwife can get to them. Okay? So they're saying, yeah, you know, these women are strong. These women are tough. They they, they give that ba- they pop that baby out before we can ever get there to do anything about it. Now, I know I'm saying this in a silly way in a way, but you get the idea. Why you would think that these people were going to want to kill their own. Now, let's juxtapose this versus today. Today in society, we're taught, oh, it's perfectly fine to kill your own. Yeah, kill them, get rid of them. They're an inconvenience. But you'll notice here, these midwives are like, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not going to do that. And they took a chance and they said, look, and now, we don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that they're, you know, they're lying. Okay, I'm just going to say this. The midwives answered and said, because they're vigorous, they give birth before the midwives get there. Okay. Well, they're only lying to save other lives. Okay, so this is like an extreme, extreme example of when you know, not being honest is okay because you're being you're not being honest to protect the lives of others. When an evil person is wanting to kill someone and you lie to them so that they do not they are not capable to kill that person. That is one of the rare, rare times that you are actually doing something good by being deceitful. And these are these are things that are that you have to judge in life that are difficult to judge. Okay, now could there be some truth to what they say? Maybe, maybe some of them do give birth before they get there. But um, from the way this is told to us, I believe that these midwives are really basically, you know, lying. Um, and notice the next verses. So God was good to the midwives, and the people of Israel multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God with profound reverence, he established families and households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born to the Hebrews must be thrown into the Nile, but every daughter you shall keep. So Pharaoh is trying to find a way to make it so that the sons will die. Now, he's commanding this of all his people. Every son who is born to the Hebrews. So he's not really, he's telling everybody, but really who's this command for? It's just, it's just for the Hebrews. And you can only keep your daughters because, you know, as we know, this was male dominated society and that daughters really did not have a power, have power. And, and a lot of times, now let's be frank and honest, a lot of times in these days, women were considered 
property. Okay, a lot of times, not by everybody, not all the time, but a lot of times. Okay, they were not considered the same as men. A lot of times they were considered property. Now, I'm not saying that to be mean or cruel. We have to face up to historical facts. Okay, that doesn't mean that's the way we look at it now. And that doesn't mean that we're that way now. Now, some people will tell you because it was that way hundreds or thousands of years ago that you're still that way. But that's just not true. That's not true. We we were not raised in those times, and we don't think and believe those things. So um, that's 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 ignoring the progress that we've made through all the centuries, and we can't ignore that. Nonetheless, it's very interesting here that Pharaoh thought he could just tell people to kill their sons, and they would do it. Now, maybe they were you, you know accustomed to that type of uh, obedience to Pharaoh, but I can't. I can't imagine that a lot of people were actually going to do this. Oh, I'm just going to throw my baby in the Nile and let it drown or die. And actually, you know, some babies can actually swim even when they're at, you know even young. Now, would they be able to? I don't know, but but you know, would this have drowned and killed every son? Maybe not. I, I'm sure it would have killed most of them. But nonetheless, it's just something to think about. But you'll notice that they valued their children. They valued their babies. They didn't just throw their children away. They didn't just you know, kill them and get rid of them. They were they were valuable. They meant something. It was uh, important to them. But that is Exodus chapter 1. At this point, they have forgotten Joseph and the people of, uh, of Israel. They have really just been treating them as servants and slaves, and they're just making things worse and harder on them, not realizing that they're actually making them a stronger, hardier people in a way. Had they treated them properly and maybe even, you know, we know later that they have a hard time letting go of them. And I think the reason they have such a hard time letting go of them is that they are, you know, they are their servants and they are a large part of their population. So, and it's a big deal to them. Something to just consider and think about. All right, and then we'll see. We'll see as we go through what all kinds of craziness that they go through. We already know all of that if you've read it, but still, it's good to look at these things fresh and look at them again. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.